can't I can't do that. How's it going, beautiful? I like that it was my face there for a second, and then all of a sudden, boom, it became Colin's face. <laughs> so what what project are you working on right now in the studio? Uh, just printing. I'm doing like a series of kind of smaller uh, lino cuts. I mean, I'm, it's, just, it's kind of the ongoing process, you know, yeah. the ongoing printing thing. But uh, I've been doing just a series of portraits mostly kind of um and just getting into kind of multiple plate lino cut prints yeah are they so so they're all brand new lino cuts or yeah are you, okay okay yeah wow. what size you what's what size you keeping them within these these are small these are like the plates themselves are 11 inches by 15 and then the paper i'm printing them on larger paper like uh 11 by 15, no, it's, so it's, I'm doing twice that size to print them on. Um, None of us can do math. Man. Yeah, I know, I know, we're all, I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I would say that sounds fucking huge. <laughs> it's uh, 15 by 22. 15 by 22. And, and, and for people, including myself, because I'm thinking I know what Lionel cuts are, but, 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 but I'm not sure. But explain what a Lionel cut is, because I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking Minoleum, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like a wood cut. It's basically like a wood cut, but you do it on. It's a relief cut. You do it on linoleum instead of wood, so you have this like slightly more control. There's no real grain to it mm-hmm. the way there is in wood, so you can make turns and stuff like that without it. But it's but you carve it out and then you print it, and the, what you carve out doesn't print, yeah. and it's backwards. Yeah, yeah, reverse, yeah. I was going to say, before before you're doing lino cuts, seems like lino cuts for you, you've been doing them for a bunch of years now. Forever. Forever. Like, that, what, was that something from as long ago as the 90s where you, when you were doing silk screens and, and stuff like that? Or yeah. Did... yeah, I was doing lino cuts first. And then and even before that, I mean, I was doing them young, like pre preschool, not, not... okay. Not nursery so, school, but before yeah, art yeah. school. Even. But then, but then, and then I was like, uh, I was kind of the wanting to know how to do silkscreen to turn them into silkscreens, you know, to like do uh-huh. the print, and which I still do sometimes. Um, you don't have as much of a romance with silkscreen. I see. Yeah. So that's one. <laughs> yeah. I still do a lot of silkscreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's easier, but, though, to do linos, right? Is it more immediate or than doing silk screens like you got your materials you don't need to worry about coding screens and, and yeah well i mean that, I, I i've got a place that i always get my screens made now because mm-hmm. i don't have the i don't have the resource i mean it's just that to to, to coat screens and stuff like that i don't do it enough to kind of merit mm-hmm. that you know the all, all the stuff goes bad before you do it yeah, so, yeah. what's it now i was going to say not the physical print of it, but the actual lino cut itself. As long as it's like well cared after, is the longevity of a lino cut you can keep it for years and years and years. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a lot of them. Like I moved across the country with a lot of them, and then I've kind of whittled it down because they're really heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I use unmounted just because it's cheaper and i'm not running them through a press i just print yeah you do the the wooden spoon technique yeah. still yeah 
once, once I can't cook with them anymore, I just bring them into the studio. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just rub the back of them like that. But but you can keep them forever. But they get, I mean, they get brittle. Mm-hmm. But I crack. think they'll still print. Yeah, as long as they're laid flat. But they do like they are more likely to break. And so like sometimes I'll go back and reprint things, but I don't do that. I don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. What but about I, the 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 gray to the brown, like the harder lino stuff? Okay. Like some of that, the lino is is softer and some is harder. What what's the benefit of using a, like the gray soft or the or the tan? I the, the tan work? absolutely sucks. The tan yeah. is the worst stuff ever. Because mm-hmm. and for a little while, uh, Dick Blick, who's I usually get my linoleum from them, because I I've gotten like. 700 foot rolls from them mm-hmm. which by the end of it like they're, it's a little bit too hard like i don't cut that fast but by the yeah. so now i'm getting them in like just like kind of big pieces um like 24 by 36 get a few of those at a time uh, but uh the browns for a little while they discontinued the, the it's called the battleship gray the gray stuff. yeah yeah and i wasn't able like that i can print on wood by rubbing the back of the you know i would when i would print on wood or or other panels and stuff Mm -hmm. i would just rub the back of the plate Mm -hmm. and then i could and i would like peel it up and see if it if how the ink coverage was and i could even re re ink it while it was still kind of while i was still printing it Mm -hmm. Uh, but the with the tan stuff you couldn't do that and it had like a a nublier texture on the top it didn't create any of the effects that i was used to Printing wise, with the other mm-hmm. stuff, is the tan softer or, or, or the great? Uh, I think the tan might be a little bit softer, but it just doesn't like the resistance is just slightly different. Like I knew when I first got it, I was like, "Oh, this is weird." Like it's just yeah. Uh, you you would still use the heat gun? I mean, do you use the heat gun regardlessly? What or or no? No, I, I don't. I don't use oh, you don't gun. do that? No, because it because okay. Here's the thing: if I use a heat gun on it, it like. At a certain point, actually, once I got to California, then uh, that's when I kind of started integrating the – when I started thinking about the what I was cutting away as becoming part of the print, that those yeah. lines that are in the negative space yeah. create motion and, and yeah. like that. Yeah. So I started doing that, like thinking about that, like, oh, so I have to think about the direction that I'm cutting this out because those lines – like now it's very deliberate when I, yeah. when I do it. And with the, if I use, if you use a heat gun to soften it, then it kind of melts those lines a little bit. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get that effect. So I was like, yeah, I don't want that. So like, and the, the resistance is good. The resistance is, it's not, you know, it's, it's the process. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like you're necessarily carving into fucking stone, you know, yeah. When, yeah. when it's not heated. Yeah. Yeah. Once it gets old, once it starts to get old, then it then it becomes like the, the more danger of just sticking oh, your like, I'm just stick up blade stuff. Yikes! Yeah. I want to ask you about your um a couple of you you I mean you you're always working on like multiple projects you got going peripherally and things that you're just post and whatever. I want a little insight onto. Uh, two things. I want to insight. What is this? I told you ne- never to call me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. 
what what's the story what with that? that? Like, how well, did that start, and and why? Just why? Uh, mostly an obsession with like film noir stuff, and mm-hmm. you know anything can be sexy. A woman on a phone, you don't see like a woman on an actual phone anymore. That's sexy. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. A woman on a phone, and I love noir films, and so like I don't know if you saw like this weekend. I actually rented this movie, uh, Blue Magnolia. Never seen it. Like just kind of yeah. a. a, a not an not an awesome film, but there is an actual scene when Raymond Burr said, "I told you not to call me here." And I was yeah, so, yeah, I, you, uh, that was the first one that had sound that I saw. Yeah, posted. that was the first one that I got where someone was almost saying it. But uh, yeah, but you, you, I mean, you've been posting like uh, pictures of, of from movie stills and drawings, and then I see at Cha Cha Lounge where you know you have people on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, are, think, you a, are you asking people to do that, or are people using the phone and you're just like, taking their picture? No, no, those ones I ask because I I actually got a phone for myself that I've done a couple like there are a couple of even if, if it's on a blue phone yeah. that's my phone. But then okay, Kevin got a phone and I don't know if he got it because he thought that I would probably use it for that. I don't uh-huh. you know, I don't know if he was if that was like one of his Jedi mind tricks or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got a way. Is get a way to participate like that. So I, uh, but but so, yeah. If if the the timing's right, if usually it's someone I know, like because mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like it's a little bit. Yeah, you'd be the creepy guy coming up. Man. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's that's what I imagine. <laughs> no, usually it's someone that I, you know, at least have a minimum of. of uh, sometimes it's like a friend. Like there's a few people that are multiple times, and I'm like, get on the phone. Yeah, that's awesome. is, is it a working phone? It's not plugged in. It is a working phone. It is. It's so, the bar phone. Okay. Oh, okay. that's awesome. You know, which people call up to say, "I left a pack of matches. I lost my." Uh, <laughs> so is it a rotary? <laughs> no, it's a it's a push button. A push button. <laughs> push button. It's just one of your verbal viruses that's been around for a while. I'm just trying to get a little insight on that. Yeah. And um. What about your uh, your Russian mail order brides series? How how and why? Okay, I, I, this is a pretty funny story. I blame Google. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out something to draw, and uh, yeah, I had issues for a while with with using found, you know, using like pre existing images and stuff. Yeah. And for a while, I was, I was taking pictures. You know, I've told you the story about like the police coming, and when I was, you were trying, trying to take some photos in the in the in the parks in the woods, in the park. and yeah. And it's just with with my schedule, it's really hard. Yeah, it, it, it feels 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 too pockets and our yeah. Our, because our, I, I, I got yeah. all I heard is the police got called. I was trying to take pictures in the this, woods, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This <laughs> ago, and. Uh, I was doing. Is this? Are, are, are you in California here now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I lived on the. I was living where I am now, but there was a place that I that I used to hike at when I lived on the west side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, that would be beautiful. Um, uh, trying to think, it's um, I'm like Henny Henny Youngman State Park, but it's not Henny Youngman. It's it's the guy. <laughs> Henny Youngman State not, Park. It's not Roy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, friendly cowboy state park. (laughs) (laughs) The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Um, 
So it's like, oh, we got to get there super early in the morning. Took forever to get there. But, of course, what I wanted to do was, like, a woman. This was back when it was, like, mostly Manson stuff. Um, so I wanted a naked woman with a knife. Obviously, that's what I want. Um, but I, And I was like, I really want the ocean. I want the sense of the ocean behind you. Because the ocean, Will Rogers, I think that's who it is. Will Rogers. Yeah. Story. Um, I wanted the sense that the ocean was right behind us, even though I don't think I ever got the ocean in the pictures. But so, and I wanted to get there super early, but it was a little bit, but with traffic and stuff, we got there. There were already people like walking their dogs, a couple, a few people. And the first person that saw us probably made a phone call. Uh-huh. So we went up a little further. You know, we tried to be like, to, be in places where there weren't other people sure and we were up at the top of on these hills the helicopter circling for you like 15 minutes or something like that and we were like eh. and she's like you think they knew or do you think that they're just watching because i'm naked and i'm like i don't know but so there's really only there's only one way out of the trails and we get down to the bottom and there was a police car and three mm. of the state park people Park people, yeah, with three cars there, and they were just like staying there waiting for us. Wow! Yeah. They, I had to like, I had to give them my film. I had to. No I had, way! I had to, but it wasn't film; it was digital. I had to give them the memory card, and I had to give them the knife that we were using. And they they took that, and they took all our information, and they were like, "Not only is it, you know, not only is it a crime to be naked in the park." and to be taking pictures unless you have permission, but this is a state park. So it's like a federal crime. You know, it was like all this shit. <laughs> yeah. You're going, you're going away for a long time. Yeah, buddy. And they, they, they let us go. To the last our... nude photo. But I was like, <laughs> and how I was like, well, how do I get that memory card back? I was like, yeah, I really want that memory card. So I was just like on email and I just like bugged the guy for two weeks. And then finally I got it back. And that was quite a few years ago. So nothing, nothing happened from yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, you so you feel? were so you were in you were in communication with the cop or, or or the guy that had the memory card and then yeah I, I don't know I can't remember if he was a I don't think the cop took it I think the guy from the park took the it park ranger I, took your memory park, card yeah. and I was, and how and probably fucking weird friends. man I mean you know like, I, that's 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 kind of crazy and and who's the asshole party pooper that's gonna fucking oh my god there's an artist taking photos of a nude woman and i'm offended and and yeah. and it's in public place it's pornography I, 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 yeah, yeah like you know and and maybe she's gonna stab herself or the photographer <laughs> nude al-qaeda like, like, that's crazy man wow yeah that was nuts but so since that happened okay. i it's and i still like for a while after that i i especially with that particular model um, we still shot other places, but it, it's just like with the kids and, this, and my schedule and trying to do it. Yeah. And then, and then she got married and was couldn't get naked and go into parks with you with yeah, knives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything changes. I, I, I lost many model, many a model to to coupling. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like, like, you, you used to be so willing. What happened? Yeah. Oh, you're dating. Uh, <laughs> So, so I was, so I, I, I was at a point when I was like, I, and I was resistant to use imagery that I found on the internet for mm-hmm. stuff. But anyway, so I was looking, I was 
and this is before any of the Russia stuff now. This was a few years ago when I, I was like, um, it had nothing to do with Trump Russia. It was yeah. like, uh, I was thinking about like what I knew about Russia. It was still the stuff that I learned in like second and third grade, you know, like Levi's and chewing gum and, mm. and like James images. Bond. <laughs> yeah. And, and images of like kids and like when Spence and I worked together, we used a lot of kind of, uh, Russian imagery and stuff. And I was just looking for some, I was looking for pictures of like Russian students, young mm. kids. And every time I search it up, and I was like trying to get more specific because the images I was getting were crap and whatever. Mm -hmm. But every time Google kept saying, would you like to see Russian mail order brides? <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. I was like, all right, show me Russian like, mail hey, order hey, brides. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, it I seems like, it seems like, I get the feeling that you really are trying to find a Russian mail order bride. <laughs> Russian mail order bride. So finally, I looked at Russian mail order brides and I was like, oh, wow. And it was kind of this perfect, just like treasure trove of pictures of women that were weirdly awkward and yeah. slightly Awkwardly seductive, like trying to be seductive, but it, yeah. something is off. Like, yeah. And, and then, and then some, some that were like, you know, straight up like modeling pictures, but to all i mean and just a wide array of all sorts of stuff and i was like so i just got i just kind of dove in yeah i just drawing and then and then i started doing the drawings first i was doing the drawings just uh like six inches so i then could then project them mm. <laughs> and so then i was doing like so i was doing these small drawings like pencil drawings and then projecting them and to 22 by 30 mm. on jesus china markets and I did a, a show with a bunch of those, and I did a zine that was like in conjunction with the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, overlays, so to be the drawing, and then there was like an overlay on top of it, and so that was a nice stuff. And so every now and then I'll bring, if I'm if I'm not finding any images, I go back and look at <laughs> dive back to the Russian military. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and Google's like, I know why you're here. <laughs> Let's just cut to the chase. Yeah, you just got a book, you know. It's, I was I was right about you the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so read Burns. That's crazy. That's crazy. So I I, I, I want to talk about how I know you and I want and, and 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 how you guys know each other. But before before because it's 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 due to the museum school, right? Yeah. And in 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 Boston. So so the. Now, before this, though, I'm, I'm curious because it's like I've known you for so long, but there's so little that I do know when I when I was coming to think about like talking to you today and, and that w w were you always an arty guy growing up like before you decided to like, I mean, you were always doing it in grammar school and all that stuff or. Yeah, and, and definitely. I mean, I was definitely. Uh, yeah, I was always in, I was I was always doing it. Yeah. I mean, and I was always like going to museums and stuff like that and i was definitely uh i mean i kind of had like the the kind of like a the double path of like comic books and kirby and yeah Franco and 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 then like heavy metal and sci-fi and all that shit mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. punk rock but then also going yeah, to it, see, it, it seems like museums and seeing like 
and art. Music, music became a big vehicle for yeah. your creative process as well. Like, cause you yeah. got, you got like, you know, as, as most youngsters get into music, it seemed like you were, I mean, you were doing in tandem, a lot of music and yeah. creating artwork for the bands, creating yeah. posters. And, so, and yeah, for a lot, I mean, for a long time, there were years when that was all the art that I made. The only art that I made was flyers for the band but at the same time, I was working at the Institute of Contemporary Art in Boston, oh, so wow. I was around all this stuff. I was the, I was the janitor, so I was like there every day around all, all this, this stuff and, art, and yeah. like, like this contemporary education. Um, I, I I just think being a janitor at at a museum is such a beautiful metaphor <laughs> for, for a young artist. It's yeah, really it like. It's so perfect, like I mean, sort of shit. Like so people now, are like, oh my god, so that must have been awesome. I'm like, no, still cleaning toilets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, still cleaning. Now at this time, though, are you are you still in high school? Are you still in? I mean, are you already in bands? No, like physically playing music or my friends had bands, and I did a couple of songs. Like I performed at my high school talent shows a couple times. Like I did. Um, one time we did Anarchy in the USA, and and then the next yeah. time we did like White Riot and Roadrunner, mm. um, <laughs> two like two different performances. I just got to scream in front of everyone that I hated. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's a good time. And you decided to make a career of that for a while. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. For, for, Take that. Um, career in, in in air quotes. I think is the. Um, yeah, well, at lack of a better term. <laughs> Always re I was reading rock bios a lot as a kid and like the Who and the Rolling Stones. The, everyone in and the jam too. The, everyone like always met in art school. So ah. I was like, Oh, that's how you gotta do. You gotta go to art school. Is then you'll meet the people to play yes. in your band. Yeah, that's what true. you did. <laughs> what you did. And so 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 within high school you made that just like you you knew in high school after this i'm going to art college or some, some fucking yeah because I, I went i my senior year of high school i was taking classes i was taking photography classes on the weekend at the corcoran in dc and then and then i went there for my first year of school because mm -hmm. i was like they gotta let me in. I'm already giving the money, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did a year there, and it was a great school. But I really wanted to get out of, out of DC. And why Boston? Why of all places? Uh, because I had lived near there as a kid. My dad used to work at Harvard. Yeah. Uh, right near where Juliet, like in the building right next to yep. where Juliet worked, he, he yeah. worked at the museum there. And so I thought it'd be like going home. It wasn't anything like going home. It was yeah, <laughs> far from it, right? <laughs> Boston's like, it's funny for me. Boston's like leaving home. That's yeah. that's like the, the, I attribute that to like I'm leaving home, yeah. and funny enough, I live here now like full time, which is you know, it's a bit yeah, ha, ha, it's kind of a joke, <laughs> I, I laugh about it daily. <laughs> so, what part of Boston did you grow up or, or spend time in when I, when your dad was? When I was a kid, we lived in Lexington. Okay, Lexington. Okay. But so like, so like as a kid, and this was like early seventies, like you know, like from, I think it was like from sixty-eight to seventy-four around there. We mm -hmm. lived in Lexington at that age, like go. And there was there was this awesome toy store in Cambridge called in Harvard Square called Small Wonders, which I was just like, you know, mm -hmm. it was probably like in the garage or something like that. You know, it was just like yeah. a tiny, 
little toy store that I was like, oh, this is a magical place, Cambridge. I'm like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> not a magical place. I was five and like yeah. buying a toy. And it was in a toy store, store, so of course it's fucking magical. Right? Yeah, it is still magical. I mean, yeah. I see juggling sticks and it's wonderful. <laughs> I, I always think of like the that that the move from D.C. to Boston was like one of the last rock shows I ever saw in D.C. It was uh, Embrace Grey Matter, Rites of Spring. It was Embrace's first show. That was Ian MacKay's band between Minor Threat and Fugazi. Mm-hmm. And it was their first show. And it was Rites of Spring. And whenever Rites of Spring, they were headlining. Whenever they played, these are like hardcore shows, but it was all, like half the audience was women and they were throwing mm-hmm. flowers. Like there were girls throwing flower- roses at the stage and like all mm-hmm. this. No way. And I got to Boston and the first hardcore show was supposed to be embraced, but they broke up. They were on tour, but they broke up in their van, like somewhere between DC and Boston and Slapshot headlined instead. And it was just like dudes with hockey pucks and all bald guys. And I was like, oh, this is a different, this is a different show. It's a whole different place. (laughs) And and there you are with your bouquet of flowers. Like, Uh, <laughs> trying to hide them and shit. <laughs> hey, where are you going with those flowers, eh, tough guy? <laughs> so now, when you start at the museum school, what are you doing there? Are you doing just a little bit of everything? Like, are you still doing I, the photography? And no, I gave. I didn't. I mean, I gave it up. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I started. I mean, the thing is, my school in DC was super. It was, the Corcoran was super regimented. Like, they had, you had grades. You had. Um, you you had attendance taken like they you know it was like and it was nothing like the museum school at all and there were assignments which was great the 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 painting drawing department there was the it was like if your foundation year there was painting and drawing two days and then design two days and then electives the other day a couple of electives and, and the and the design course was great and like and interesting stuff and then by the end of it they combined the painting and drawing and design thing all combined for like one big huge final project but so you were you were given projects and and but then but the the thing that was great structure there was a lot of structure but they also had critiques that were fantastic like you you had to talk to them oh i hated them and you had to talk in front of everyone and and like because there were because there were things to be critiqued on it was Mm. you know what i mean like these are the rules. So then like, yeah. did you follow these rules? Whatever. So I don't know. It was, it was pretty great. And then get to museum school and there's like, you know, basically everything's it's like, out the window. <laughs> oh yeah. The only thing you have to do there is, is, is pay your tuition. Pretty pay much. Your tuition and show up to your, to your review final board. review if you, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And want. so, <laughs> and I, the first year I got a studio, uh, with the teacher, who I think I talked to maybe twice, Domingo Barreras. Domingo Barreras, yeah, that was my guy. He was my guy. He, but I, but at my studio was right next to Dana. That was like the lucky oh, part. Is that oh, like okay. a, next to Dana, who we ended up playing in a band together for years, and a couple bands, and then back to in New York, we played together again too. Um, and she was painting with an axe at the time, and I was like, hey, whoa! But we were like, everyone wanted to listen to WFNX, and we were like, we would bring our own cassettes of birthday party of black flag and like can we listen to this and they're like no and they put on bad new wave radio <laughs> we bonded over that and then started playing together. wow you said she was painting with an axe yeah yeah well she that was what well, she had an axe and she she was like painting on 
I think it was Hummusel. Is that what it was called? Like the it was almost like like a kind of drywall type stuff, but it was uh and and she would do all the stuff with textures and she would for a while she was just I just remember this one day coming in there and she was just hurling an axe at her paintings and it was so metal. We gotta be the band band together. (laughs) That is awesome. So, so, so within, within the museum schools, when you start doing, start getting involved in bands and and Boston and stuff. And we, yeah. And then I did like the, I did two years at museum school and by the end of the second year, I was like focusing so much more, taking the music much more seriously than the art mm-hmm. that I dropped out for seven years. And that's when I was uh, working at the ICA as the janitor um, and did that for a few years. Um, and then and then and then that job ended and I was doing shitty jobs like house painting and other stuff. And I was like, I should go back to school. And when I went back to school is when Hawkbaum and I were there Get at the same time. The fuck yeah. Here. So you took that long of a break and then came back? And Yeah. And when I came back, I was like, I wish I'd taken this long of a break. Cause I was just like, I, I was like 24 hours every single day. Like I was, I was just doing overnights all the time. Cause yeah. I was like, this doesn't exist anywhere else. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. get this. Yeah. Cause you could stay at the, the school overnight. You, there were times we didn't leave the school for days we would just you know you, you could just uh, you know crash on a couch or it sometimes take trucker speed that i'd go by new hampshire i would, I would go up new hampshire to buy trucker speeds stamp all night oh. <laughs> and, or drop acid and just like go for like 48 hours 72 hours bouncing around from the you know the the, the painting studios to the sound room with uh, Richard Lerman, I think he was, oh, yeah. was yeah, yeah. the sound guy. Remember that guy? Yeah, and and it was it was great. It was I mean it was you, it was better than going home. How yeah. how so? I mean, it must have been super like festive of like of of. I mean, was there a lot of um um? Because this is like an experience that I've never had before. But I went mm-hmm. I went to the Art Institute of Boston. It was really and it was like your other. Oh, school so different. Went, completely so structured, different. you know, the grading and all that yeah. stuff like that. Every term totally, and all that yeah. stuff. But um, and I fucking hated it. But 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 the uh, so was there a lot of like people just coming into everybody's studios, collaboration, talking, and as you were working and when you were doing these all nighters and shit like that, and was no, there a lot of camaraderie? Some. Depend, I guess, depend on, on who was doing it, you know. Yeah. Some people a little bit more, you know, you keep to yourself. And I mean, I myself, you know, would bounce around a little bit with my small clique. It wasn't all, you know, everybody sharing and loving and, and stuff. It's yeah. definitely a little bit, you know, clicky. No roses getting thrown. You know, and, 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 and personally, I mean, uh, if the school was, there was like a handful of, in my opinion, really great, talented, exciting artists. And then there were a lot of, you know, either art moms or or foreign exchange. Not that we're foreign exchange, but like, I don't know. A lot of Russian brides. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the cheapest school. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of you know people who could afford to go to this school and just like overprivileged and boring. Mm-hmm. So you didn't you didn't mess around with that, but you know it would definitely not a lot of collaborating, but definitely bouncing around from yeah. from me for me. I don't know. 
Colin was a scary dude. Nobody really hung out for him. <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> way. He was. I never hung out with Colin in museum school. I I would just see him because the the printing screen printing room had these giant windows and it was on the second floor that you could see from the atrium where you'd sit and have lunch and hang out and stuff. And he would always be in that room with his long black hair, you know, and he's just like, you know, I, you just see him like squeegeeing and lifting and squeegee and lifting and be like scrawny musk, like really scrawny, wiry, muscular, tiny dude with long black hair. And I can only compare him now to like Nathan Explosion from like Metalocalypse, and, um, but a little bit wirier. And it was just a scary dude. It's like, oh, it's that guy, you know? And every once in a while, because I played in some bands where I had friends who were in bands, you know, I'd see his band play, I'd go see Slaughter Shack or um, La Gratona. Mostly I saw La Gratona playing, and it was frightening to see this little guy come on stage. It's like, just like you know always a clenched fist always the white knuckled and and just like terrifying with either a very tiny t-shirt or no shirt at all <laughs> and it was screaming and you didn't want to just you just stay out of this guy's way so, so. i was thinking about the tiny t-shirts today because eva was playing sonic the hedgehog in the doctor's office while waiting for the doctor and that was my favorite small T-shirt. Was my tiny Sonic T-shirt. <laughs> and and what you would go to like Toys R Us to go buy your shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was just like a big f you to all the fucking macho fucking hardcore shit. You know, it was just yeah. like so heavy, so tough. That's what I liked. I mean, this is what attract. I mean, I was very attracted, and not physically, but I was very maybe physically. I don't know. It was college. It, this was when I experimented. But I was very attracted to something about the you, Colin's dark thing, whatever he was, because it wasn't the, your run of the mill like macho metal or or thrash or whatever the fuck was going on. Because it, it, it was it was it was something a little queer about it, you know, which I like. You yeah. know, something a little bit. Mm, you know. And I like I remember Hawkbomb had a painting up over the 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 guard desk to the into the atrium. There had a painting behind the guard desk, and I saw it. And somehow I don't even know how I put it together whose it was, but I was like, a second. And I was like, that work is good. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had each other clocked. We ever talked. Like, no, we I didn't. I know. We never talked. We never talked. My band opened up once for your band. Uh, and I think Joy Wheel or something like that, one band I was in. Uh, it's a, and But we never interacted. I was like scared. I like just wanted to get off the stage so, the <laughs> could up, so your drummer could load his enormous kick drum. I was like, oh, I had one of those giant size fucking... of a trampoline. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was such ridiculous. It was just something the very John Bonham like, fucking bass drum. There's something maximum overdrive about this whole band that was like it's like a man-eating truck. So now, do you guys both find yourselves l leaving the museum school around the same time, or 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 do you go no. like when do you go to New York? Colin went to New York first. You what year did you go to New York? Like ninety three or 90, no? I left in ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. You went to in '96, so then then around the same time. Yeah, because I was at, I left muse I just went back for one year of museum school, uh -huh. and then and then I was working in the bar. Then I was at the deluxe. Yeah, the deluxe cafe. Or, yeah. 
and doing Lagratona. And then my last year in Boston, I quit that and was just like working and figuring out how to get to New York. I was like, I can't turn 30 in Boston. That was my whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And at, at, at that point, you were in Boston for a fucking long-ass time then, right? I, loved, I spent 11 years there. What part, I'm, just, I'm just curious because I grew up there. So what part did you, what part did you live in? Did you, I mean, obviously, you probably lived in multiple I, places. I, had, like, I think I had 13. I had 13 places. I lived in 13 wow. places there. <laughs> but my last, my last, the last few years I was there, I was... Uh, I think the street is gone now because of four point. It was in four point four, channel. That's why you fucking lived there. Yeah. I lived, I was on Stilling street. Okay. Remember Stilling? Yeah. 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 I was, I was in that one of the 17 Stillings. I think it was, I was there for, for two or three years. I yeah, think I was, was in awesome. Mulcher. 51 okay. Mulcher yeah, street. Yeah yeah. 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 So very close to that area. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I lived in JP a couple times. And that was when I the was, channel was still there too, right? Back when you were living there. When I was living there, I, the channel might have just closed. closed. Yeah. Like, if it was still open, I hadn't been there I for love years. That place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. So, you go to New York because it's just like the, the, the next obvious move for an artist and shit. And... Yeah. And I mean, I'd been going to New York my whole life. And as a kid, like, I, my first trip to New York, uh, it was, uh, I think it was 1978, and there was a trash strike. And I was in, and I was there in the summertime, and I was in Chinatown. I was in Chinatown, one of those, one of those streets behind, like behind Canal, like the Bayard Baxter, where yeah, 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 it's all really be a different country. Yes. And there were like seven foot piles of trash on every street corner because the, the because of the trash strike. Yeah. And that was like the same time, like the the we were staying, uh, we were staying in in Chinatown. And up one of those high rises, and and it, so it's nighttime and summer, and the piles like seven foot piles of trash in every corner. And this little kid had one of those wind up birds, one of those like little yeah that wind- spins around, yeah spins around. And he was letting it go, and it was like eight o'clock at night, and I was like, I want to live here. <laughs> and that was like escape from New York fucking days too back then. <laughs> I mean, that was like- Oh my it's just it's strange how now that completely like repels me but i totally get like that is so <laughs> was so attractive at that at that age to be like this is what i want to be surrounded by yeah. chaos like, be yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eating chinese food uh, <laughs> so yeah so then i went there and started a band again with with uh dana who used to paint with an axe um we started playing together again in new york in new york yeah Lupa Valuma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Lupa and I played like pretty regularly, like Coney Island High and stuff. That was, we had fun for a while. Um, never really recorded. So, unfortunately, most of that stuff is just oh, wow. lost. Yeah. Um, and no one had phones at the gigs yet. So, good old but, days, really. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I missed that. But I mean, I don't even see music that often anymore, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It is nice to go somewhere and not have people holding up their phones. But then, not long after that, fucking Cheetos. <laughs> but, but that, yeah, I mean, I think it was like 1990 or 2001. It was like right after 9-11, right? Yeah. yeah. And and because um, this was before, this was, be- or was it before 9-11? I don't remember. It was before after. It was before I was working at Odessa, and I knew you were working at Odessa Cafe. And 
Uh, Travis just moved to New York from from Texas because he got a divorce from his wife and wanted to move away. Oh, my and, God. And he didn't know anybody else, I think, anywhere. So he came to New York. And about a month later, like, I got kicked out of my apartment and broke up with my girlfriend. So Travis and I were both, like, on this similar, like, you know, chick suck kick. And we're so alone and lonely and just started doing drawings together. And we we both, like, at that point, I really didn't know that many people either in New York that I felt close to. Because the previous girlfriend before the one who just dumped me, when I broke up with her after five years, like, I sort of broke up with all the friends that were connected mm. with her, which was my whole circle of friends. So my whole tribe was kind of like, psh, you know, cut. And we're like, well, who do we know? And we're like, well, isn't Colin in New York? I remember Travis saying, I'm like, yeah, he works in a it's bar. Travis, Travis and I used to work. Travis used to work as a guard at the think, ICA. Yeah. So and, you guys knew each other. Well, so Travis and Colin. And, and because of, because of, stomp box like him doing like like i i had known travis like yeah and at that point the only way i knew colin was i was still a little scared of him you know (laughs) my only connection with colin is that i heard that he wanted to beat me up now he's like colin's not gonna remember (laughs) this he want like i was afraid of his whole band because i slept with somebody who used to date somebody from when you remember i think her name was kim and who was there a girl named Kim who used to date somebody in a band that you were in or who whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> all I do is that I why do you know now <laughs> what's <laughs> what all I do is like back in this was back in Boston like uh, you know I was gonna get my ass kicked by you know the Gratona people well like Gratona's you know I, I avoided these people but anyway so I was like, yeah, Colin's in New York. Uh, and, but, and let's go, you know, we, so we decided to just go visit him in, in, um, in Odessa and bring our sketchbooks to hang out. And it was kind of like one of, those, one of those things like, hey, here's a place we could go. Maybe we could get a couple free drinks. We didn't know, you know, and, uh, and like, like we wanted to play. It's like it was pretty much Travis and I showed up and it's like, hey, you want to play with us? Yeah. You know, we're. We're drawing in our sketchbooks, passing them back and forth to one another. So we let's 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 add Colin to the mix. So you know he'd be you know slinging drinks here and there to underage kids because that's all that's in that bar. And uh, you know there were like two fifty drinks or something like that. That they're three dollar fucking vodka tonics, and um, and whatever it was a, like a slow, you know moment he'd come to the end of the bar where we'd be, and you know draw in the book and flip it and pass it and. And that became like um, a, a ritual, you know. We'd always go, and when Colin was working, because you know we get some drinks, you know, or we. And then when we got beyond the facts, like, okay, this kid's pretty cool, you know, we're getting free <laughs> drinks. No, no I, I think the three of us, we just uh, something we recognize it almost like immediately. It's like that we liked each other, we enjoyed drawing with each other, and we thought, let's do this somewhere else besides work, because. Poor Colin, like, yeah, Travis and I are having a good time because we're getting drunk and drunk, but Colin's at work. You know, work sucks. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's when we decided we should start, you know, meeting outside of Colin's room. And this is the birth of the shit doing... house. And that's, that was like, yeah, pretty much the the, the sort of un, unintentional start of our, colla- our like collaboration that went for like eight years solid after that, where we would, we decided let's meet on a Saturday night. 
because it was, you know, a good time to not go out in the city. Yeah. You know, Amateur none of us cared. Yeah, it was none of us cared to go, you know, trolling for, you know, whatever that you could find. And um, you know, we'd converge at uh, Travis's because he had a nice loft in Greenpoint at the time and uh, lots of room and just do do what we do it, or do what we did in the bar, but in an art studio. And uh, that just became a ritual every Saturday. It became every weekend with the, the, you know, we'd get together and we'd have like other people show up or, you know, there was Bill Herc who was, you know, in our circle of friends and, you know, he would always give tra uh, Colin and I a ride. You know, we'd catch a ride with Herc in, into Brooklyn because because it's Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slash subway slash no thank you you guys but, were both yeah. in you guys were both living in manhattan at this point yeah 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 you had you you were living uh was it the lower east side at, at the time or like chinatown where was where was your spot because... yeah i was i was in chinatown like uh Esther? canal yeah. between ludlow and orchard so you got yeah. you, it came true then you yeah. got to move there <laughs> Yeah, you, you moved to your dream. <laughs> less, less garbage, but yeah. Yeah. And, and, and were you happy with the smell of Chinatown over the years? Yeah, because where we were, that spot was like quiet. It was pretty quiet, that little stretch of, oh, it was like it was kind of the, town. Yeah, it was like, a, I mean, it was at that year, it was kind of no man's land. Nobody yeah. went that far down for like yeah. bars or whatever. And, um, one, like, opened, what, one opened while I was down there. Good World, I think it was called. I don't know, whatever. But I mean, now now there's a, oh, yeah. a shop, sandwich place, and whatever. Every, every corner. Or, I, I mean, every fucking step. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, it, 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 so, but how, like, how soon at this point does the Goldmine Shithouse start? Does that, is it something like right away that you guys all just start collaborating mm -hmm. and, 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 and working on each other's work? Or is that a kind of a slow burn? No, well, it was immediate. I mean, the, the actual process of us doing it, not naming it or or even considering it a, a thing. Yeah. We, I mean, it we uh, we were collaborating. It was like almost a given, like because we started just by sharing sketchbook drawings, so it was almost like that. It was like already established that we're we're collaborating. We're not just getting that's, together I mean, and I'll paint them. That's a, you know, that's a weird kind of intimacy to be in someone else's sketchbook or whatever. Yeah. Like, already, like that's already like crossing. Crossing a line, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a, it, yeah, putting your hand on someone's hand, kind of <laughs> thing. It's like not taking your hand away. Be like, yeah, okay, this works. And but it, as far as like, uh, you know, naming it a thing, the only the only thing that we stuck to as far as like structure was making sure that we met on Saturdays because that was like a free night. It was a, it was a weekend, a good time to to you know to do it, but. You know, we refer to it as gay art night <laughs> was the first like thing that we called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'd invite people to like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing gay art night. Oh, you want to come out to this uh, party or whatever? No, no, we got gay art night. Yeah. You know, just to call it something. Yeah. Like, or, and um, and there would be sometimes up to like four or five people, you know, Les Barony would come and just read the newspaper and hang out with us just to be part of the energy. Because it was that was the big, it was fun. Yeah, that was a huge part of it was just being able to be a spectator, like like especially when it got to the point of you guys doing uh, 
working on shows and and and, and, yeah, and the but, whole yeah, process but, leading up to a show but but being able to come and visit and be a part yeah, of that but energy first, but at first it wasn't it wasn't exclu- it wasn't exclusive to just the three of us travis colin and i making work it was anybody who wanted to hang out uh, and yeah. work on anything it didn't matter but you know we recognized pretty quickly that whenever travis Colin and I worked on a piece together. We we just had a natural sort of understanding about each other's visual language that we didn't either try to cock block each other mm-hmm. or try to outdo one another or 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 kind of like you know like ruin <laughs> you know some 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 art artists that would come by you know it was it wasn't out of lack of talent or anything but you know. It's like you get a room full of musicians who can jam together. It was a very similar situation where you get uh, some artists who understand, understood each other's, um, not necessarily boundaries, because we'd cross each other's boundaries, but you had to sort of harmonize with one another. And when, you know, and we were also the three that would always consistently show up on gay art night, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, certain people show up and hang out and get drunk and treat it like you know whatever we we took it seriously even though it was very freeform and fun and we drink a lot and we'd smoke pot but we you know we also were took our took it seriously because it was we there was something deeper uh to it we we recognized there was something about it that was you know deeper than just you know hanging out and getting fucked up and making art you know and we we didn't exactly understand a lot of it. It was we were discovering, and that exciting discovery was like kind of a throwback to when you were just starting art school and figuring stuff out. Yeah, you know, it was it was kind of nice to have that feeling of like unexpected and and freeform. And I was I was going in as a photographer who's used to use working with darkroom and very very specific you know materials to having to create on the fly. You know. Yes paintings and it was it was very liberating and it and um well it seems like you guys i mean it doesn't seem i mean i know you guys all brought to the table a a, a different diverse uh uh creative process so it was it began to be a thing yeah, where, you, where it opened up everybody's mind to using other uh, other uh learned, yeah, we taught material. we taught each other i learned how to paint because I, I i wasn't doing a lot of painting I was doing some painting, but I learned a lot about painting by watching Travis mm-hmm. and yeah. and mimicking his movements mm-hmm. and then then being able to go and add that to my own work when I worked alone. I learned everything I know about printmaking from watching Colin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, each one of us had different character and personality, you know. Travis, I, I can't, I, I'm not going to just like try to pigeonhole him as one particular character, but he was definitely a very... Uh, humorous you know he's a clown yeah in 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 the in the best sense of 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 the word he was fucking hilarious he's a button pusher he's an antagonizer an instigator and he's funny as shit yeah and you know but like like he's like a he's like uh you know frankenstein at the party you know with with the lampshade on his head yeah Yeah, i know that he's big (laughs) and clumsy and but like very elegant and charming you know and and Colin is just uh, is like a um, is like a library of information of stuff that you would like. Where how come you know this? You know because he's yeah he's he's very well read and he's you know 
is wild and scary, but deep, you know, yeah. it's like uh, deep black waters. So, so you know, <laughs> look at him, he's black. <laughs> so how, how long, Colin, until until you, you you all realize that you felt like you've got something here and... In... I felt like, I felt the first night that we did it. Because I feel like, I think that they had done a night, but I couldn't make the first night or something that they did at the Travis's. I feel like there was a night before... Mm-hmm. But I got there. And I just remember a moment, like I'm just like looking at them and just being like, ah, like this is reviving, like this is something, like yeah. this is, like it was, and I mean, and there was, there was harmony, but there's also, I mean, like the thing was that, like the, you know, you know, but if you're listening, you don't know that a lot of the shit that happened was you put something down and someone paints over it, mm-hmm. and and that. That was the most amazing thing to have to be like, to 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 work on something for however long it took. Say it took an hour. Say it took less than that. Whatever. But but you know like my rabbit. Say it was a rabbit, and so it mm-hmm. paints over. And then you're like, oh, it's gone. As yeah. it's gone. You're just like, oh, it's gone. Okay. Yeah. It was. There was no. Then, like, there was no much. it is better than what you did or enhanced or whatever. And you're like. Oh yeah, that was the right decision. Like putting the putting the work before your ego and putting the experience before your ego was just mm-hmm. amazing learning and experience. I mean, it was just it was fucking awesome. Yeah, as being a spectator of it, that was like one of the most amazingest things that I got to see from it. Of that kind of part of there was just absolutely no ego at all. You know, it was all about the the process and 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 about the um, the the creation, you know, of, of, of the work itself. That's what the true well, product, I mean, you know. You, the, the not seeing ego is is the trick that we were able to play on ourselves and everybody. Of course, you can't eliminate ego. Ego was, that yeah. was always there. Yeah, yeah. But the challenge of, of overcoming yeah. that ego or, or like even like realizing that by letting somebody go over your, your work or eliminate your work or even shoot down your idea, because it was a beautiful democracy, three, the magic number, two, say yay, and one, say nay, then it's yay, or opposite. It it was it was such a learning experience that you actually are become much better from the experience, and you become more talented from the experience, too. You So by def- like breaking down the ego, you actually get to build your ego up from it, which it was, it was magic. I mean, it was, it was a magical education that, you know, happened like so rapidly. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, I was learning so much about, you know, not just technique and material, but how to, how to step outside my own, my own, you know, approach to art mm-hmm. period. Comfort zone, right? The, I mean, the, yeah. the creation, just the idea of getting up and, and creating, you know, I felt like everything else I was doing before was, was very, not, not, not necessarily academic, but like very straightforward. I'm making art. This was like my, my emotions were, 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 was the driving force and my, and it just taught me so much. Did it become to be like that. a? Did it become to be a situation where every week it, somebody would bring something new, also to the process? Where you come in with a silk screen, or you come in, you know, uh, with, with, with photos to 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 glue down, or yeah, I mean, was it I mean, kind of that whole? Yeah. While while it was a Saturday night thing, because I mean, it was probably only for about five months 
a Saturday night thing. I used to have a list of all the dates that I, I kept. It's somewhere buried in my computer. I have every date and who showed up that day for, for several months. But it wasn't, it was just for a few months. And during the week, you'd find garbage in the street, like a piece of wood and save that or like some resource material from the studio that it didn't use. But yeah, it, I mean, we were, we were like every, showing up with new stuff, new stuff every week. But then we like, also, it was like show and tell. We also started after, I don't even know how long we started playing music on Sundays. Yeah. With, we brought Matt Martin, mm -hmm. like he had a practice house. We go over to his house and then Stoner jam. Yeah. I mean, it and was, this is the birth was, of murder baby, right? Yeah, this, I mean it was it was a perfect storm of 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 people from mostly for all from Boston, you know, because it was Todd Perlmutter who had yeah, amazing the, place. The, the, the place who was living with Matt Martin and you know everyone was familiar with each other and most each other's work. So Todd was very familiar with Colin's work and and has already collected his work. And so it, it immediately there was an interest in seeing what was happening because what we were doing was different than what anybody else in our circle, you know, was doing. And how come you're not hanging out? We're doing gay art night. Okay. <laughs> it was still gay art night at the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so bringing that up to someone like, like Todd and, and to Matt, who was a musician, you know, suggesting that let's get together and jam and approach the music the same way that we were approaching the art. So it would be a Saturday, Sunday weekend event where, yeah, we would, we'd show up on Sunday, make some food, and then go downstairs to the recording studio and approach the music the same way. And Colin would sing about paintings or that we did, or we'd make paintings about the songs that we recorded yeah. the next and, week. And then, yeah, like Matt would take what he thought that I was saying and yeah. name the songs and then i'd use that for a painting the we use that in a painting the following week and then that would become a song the following like it was great it was just like it just fed itself and that yeah. that mm -hmm. being able to like have it, it just abbreviated the time that we uh were able to have this language that we spoke mm -hmm. like it just it was like encapsulating time because we had so much time we were improvising yeah it, and it was, i was gonna say the music on top of the work, uh, on top of the physical visual work that you guys were doing, it was all improv, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. And one riff and we'd done a few live yeah. shows, but it would be like, we didn't practice the song. We just knew the riff Yeah, and we just try to follow each other's tempo and energy because most of the songs would like build and sometimes change mm -hmm. and just, you know, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but even when it didn't work, it didn't matter. You know, it was, this group of musicians besides, you know, Colin and Travis was on theremin and I was playing drums. We had brilliant musicians like Matt Martin on guitar. We had Chris Vitale, you know, on, on uh, bass, bass guitar, who was yeah. a monster bass player. We had, you know, Dana would come and play live shows with us. Joan, uh, Joan Wasser from Jonas Police Woman would come and play live shows with us. And there was like, uh, what's her fucking name? I forget. Played at pianos with us. Um, Allegra. Allegra, Allegra, you know, so we'd have different people come and play, you know, uh, Chris Dias, you know, he, he played a show with Lit with us, didn't he? Yeah, he, didn't Chris Dias play one show with us? Did he? 
Did he? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I'd be like, I don't I, remember that. I think he did. I think he played at one of the lit shows with us because we oh, did yeah. two shows at lit. I see there one. Was one that we did with Dana and Joan, and I think the other one, Dias played with us. But but what, even when we were down just recording, you know, Dave Steele came and played guitar, you know, and when we recorded in the studio, you know, Holly Miranda came mm-hmm. and did like a, a screaming vocal track. Todd even laid down some drums. Tim came and just laughed and said, this is terrible. You know, my, Mike's roommate oh, 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 oh. from Australia, Tim, you know. Dave Shapiro played guitar one night. Who? Dave Shapiro. Came and yeah, Dave Shapiro. Yeah, came and came. It was it was like just fucking. That was the night you guys were recording at that studio in Brooklyn, or or, or was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. We, we did that. that. We made paintings in exchange for the yeah, in exchange for the recording. Yeah. And, and and that's kind of you guys. Did that all start at um? Oh my god, I'm already spacing out on his name. But did that start at uh, oh at Todd's place because you he had that huge painting that you guys did. Yeah. Yeah, he instigated that the the idea of actually making art for people outside of doing gay art night. We he commissioned us. He paid us what like five hundred bucks or three hundred bucks or something to to do uh, a commission where we lived in his house, taking the concept of what we did, but doing that over multiple days at his house and creating a giant like twelve by eight foot um, uh, mural piece, right? And that opened our eyes at that stage that we could actually, this is a performance, mm-hmm. the same way that music on stage was a performance and that art without like saying art, performance art is is terrible because it wasn't performance art. Cause I just, when I think performance art, I, yes, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm it's... like, ah, I get a little bit scared and grossed out. But that, that kind of like really opened our eyes to the fact that we could we we this could evolve into something so at at, at this time all three of you are all how, how did this become a shithouse i well because because well it's <laughs> it's i don't know i brought it up because because it's such an important it's such an important way that i know you guys I like and, 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 and because, i know i know i know i know exactly so so i mean we gotta we we, we gotta do another one with with the three of you and then i'll 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 moderate or whatever but at this point getting back to colin bringing it back to you are you so you are doing all you're still doing your own work at, at this time outside of yeah. working with the shithouse yeah but i uh i'm because we did that show uh, david and i did a show was the CB show that was before shithouse that was before that was, shit that was even before travis was i think this was was this before Travis was in the picture? This before Travis came to New York? Possibly, yeah. Uh, because I was hanging out with Foss. I like yeah. Foss and I became friends because I joined like Subculture Gallery, which was like a, a community artist gallery thing. I met Foss through that, and then I wanted to do a show at the CB's Gallery, and Foss knew you, and I knew about your like your your screen printing work like from from i was just visioning back in museum school days with the wrestlers and the russian text and was thinking about those things and you were i didn't know a lot of artists at this point like personally and so that's when i reached out to you to to join this show so you were you were still doing you were still doing um you know your own your own printmaking yeah. 
and, yeah. and stuff like that. But also, you you left New York pretty quickly after the show. Right, because I well, I had already because I had already planned on leaving New York to move to LA by the time the shit house started. Like that was already, I already had plans for departing New York, oh, and wow. all of a sudden it was like, this is the best thing that's happened to me in New York. Fuck. <laughs> And he already like had a plane booked to leave. How really? long yeah. were you already in New York at this point? Uh, eight years, something like oh, that. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, I mean a few years. Yeah, yeah. So you were there uh, for quite a while already. Yeah, and uh, I always been fascinated with LA and blah blah blah, and so it was like I'd already uh, because I I got I guess must have been must have started shit. I was like right when I got married too. Then yeah. It, table so weird it, it was um, very very soon so soon that i wasn't invited to the wedding yeah yeah that would never happen now no that would never ever happen now <laughs> um, yeah so, so yes. yeah i mean so but most of the way that i know you is probably you commuting back and forth like yeah from yeah going to, yeah coming so back that, to New York. yes that's happening with like i mean and that was where that's really where the like the shit house like the the live in the gallery mm -hmm. uh thing became i mean that was that was kind of how we were doing it already but it was like we can't afford to do this if if there are going to be hotels involved there's no way yeah. you know yeah yeah uh, but yeah it, it was still a continuous of the of the perfect storm of timing because right when he was about to move right after we did the commission for todd uh, uh wendy weston who had metalstone gallery knew todd as well from boston knew the work that we made I was doing a show for Metalstone, or I was gonna do a show with Metalstone, but I couldn't do it. So I said, "Why don't we do the shit house?" Well, it, you know, instead, you know, and at the same time, when we you we did the Metalstone before you moved, right? No, no, did it like right after, like uh, like. In, this in was yeah, This was a way to it, yeah. And that's when I met. That, that's when I met you as well. I yeah. Think. So this was a way like doing doing in a gallery with that under that sort of structure and was a way to to, to force us to continue a way to keep this thing alive. Mm -hmm. You know, because we couldn't just legitimize it about getting on a plane for a Saturday night. But here was the structure where doing it in a gallery over a span uh, expansive time, you know, that was more than just a night or two. It was like seven. Seven nights, I think we spent or in this gallery, sleeping on the floor, and creating the whole show on site. You know, and that's that's where we also had to come up with a name. You know, I think Travis made a list of names to choose from for the group. Goldmine Shithouse was on that list. Mm -hmm. Something about that just resonated with everyone, and the fact that people like the galleries and, and who was your agent? Who was your name? The, the the publicist you you had a publicist you were working with what's her fucking name? Oh me? Oh, oh uh, yeah. Sarah? Sarah, yeah. yeah. I mean, people like that were saying you can't use that name, <laughs> so we're like, yeah, this is what we're gonna call. Rebels. Like you can't put that in print. And like, well, okay, <laughs> uh, that's what asterisks are for, you know. Um, and yeah, and and then the rest is history. In that. Mm -hmm. And that was a, that show was an incredible success for us. We had such an amazing time creating that show, and we did sell just about everything from that show yeah. as well. Granted, when once you split it fifty fifty with the gallery, and then another you know thirty three point three percent of that, you know, uh, or whatever. See, I'm bad at math. <laughs> yeah, you wind up with nothing. You wind up with nothing. But we didn't ever realize it. I think it took us about seven years to realize. Wait a minute, we're not making any money from this at all. Ever. 
I don't, they, I mean, any money we ever made from it went directly into, you know, whether it's airfare or, yeah. or food or materials, you know? And that's also how the silkscreen uh, party started. Yeah. You know, to, pay, it was yeah to raise the money for the, for the show and for, or for the, for the flights or. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why Christopher Walken now? What, what's, what, what made you start doing all these Christopher Walken prints? Uh, well, he's been a long, I mean, those are all drawings so far, but I did do, uh, patches. Um, so he was just talking about a friend of hers that had a shirt that was, she's like, it's, it's a good shirt. She's like, it's kind of a crappy shirt. Mm -hmm. You could do a better. And I've long been obsessed with Christopher Walken, yeah. uh, King of New York being my favorite and La Gritona was we had a we put out a 45 that all the lyrics were lyrics all the lyrics were lines from the movie mm -hmm. and the 45 had engraved you should stick around and you flip it over I got Frankenstein coming on next when he mm -hmm. goes to see the Asian mafia dude just a long time obsession so I tried to hit like kind of my favorite films that he was in and do a series of those those aren't necessarily done but so I'm doing I'm doing a show in new york in june really uh, called um storefront project it's on orchard street okay okay this woman contacted me through instagram but mm -hmm. she got Love it. my stuff from a couple zines from the independent the book fair yeah was there she contacted me and was like your show and i was like uh okay and this was a few months ago i think the last time when we talked about possibly doing something at Marcus, she mm -hmm. approached me right after that. And yeah. then I was like, yeah. And she was like, how's like back then. So whenever that was, it was like, she was like, how's like six weeks later. And I was like, ah, I can't, I can't do that. That's like yeah. too, too she's, like, well, she's like, I've got June. And I'm like, June is good. June yeah. works. Awesome. Um, and then radio silence for a long time. And then, she got back in touch and I just started doing the, she's like, how about these dates? I'm like, great, great. You know? Yeah. And then she's like, I'd love to see some of the Christopher Walkins. And I'm like, okay. You know, and she's like, you want to do a whole show, Christopher Walkins? And I was like, no, let's just have a few Christopher Walkins. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Cause I've got all these other drawings I've been doing for. Sure. Yeah. And, and you've got, you got, you have a range of, yeah. of, 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 uh, you know, how you, you know, apply the technique. Like yeah, you, yeah. Your, your other projects, even if they're the same material, they look different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this question is is kind of an abstract I, I, question, I, but I, I wanted to ask about the whole, the, 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 like, do you find when you're putting a show together, do, I mean, do, do you have an estimated of time of, like, how much time, how long it takes you to get a show together, or is it kind of, it always fucking changes, right? I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, the... the for i have to say that for a while i wasn't really because i you know i don't have like i've been doing a lot of work with cash machine out here but they're not necessarily just uh they don't always have a gallery space so i don't mm -hmm. so after my last show in la that i did with them i i haven't had i think it was my last no no that's not true i did a show in september last year uh, two-man show at uh, Keystone Art Space. Um, so that one, like, uh, I had, it was a really big space, beautiful space. Mm -hmm. And I had some older work that I feel like I probably hadn't shown in L.A. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, 
or maybe one of them I had shown, but most of it I hadn't shown. And then I did like 65 drawings. I did a grid of Whoa. 65 drawings. Um, wow. There was like 30, I don't know, it was nice, uh, nice setup. Um, just like one big wall yeah. of, of, of stuff. And so that, and that was all, that was all new. And that was all stuff that like, I was just like working on for the show in New York. Like I'm just kind of trying to work up until close to what I'm done. Yeah. And what did I, I showed the drawings unmounted mm-hmm. and I think that's what I'm going to do again in New York. Yeah. It's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks nice. It's like how I can travel with it without freaking out and like yeah. and then have a show with a few hundred pieces or a couple hundred pieces as opposed to a show with like 12 pieces. Yeah, exactly. And there's something about works on paper. It's nice leaving it up to if somebody wants to be a collector, letting them frame it mm-hmm. because yeah. a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't like the frame, so I'm not going to buy the piece or like, you know, it, it, it kind of limits you know, how, how any collector wants to present and you could offer it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. A big, a big thing Which too. The gallery likes definitely, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, the frame, um, frames ain't fucking cheap, so no. Did you see the space? What's that? Did you see the space? I haven't seen yeah. the space yet. No. They give you dimensions and all they that. Give you dimensions. Um, but I feel like it's like anything. Even if, even when I know the dimensions, like the last, because the last. I didn't. I didn't do any wall painting at Keystone, but the, the cash machine. Even though I've been in that space like a hundred times and seen it, and but it's it's always really different how it's set up. So I kind of just spent a few hours just like sitting there, and then yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna paint this on the wall. I'm gonna paint this yeah. on the wall, and then I'm gonna go from there. You know, it took me a little mm-hmm. a while to get started, and uh, so I yeah, I, I don't know if I answered any questions. No, no, I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it was it was kind of like one of those <laughs> questions where. It's it always fucking changes anyway. Like, I, I just I, mean, I guess I wanted to know a little bit more about the process, which you you know. Well, like the, with say. the with the with the cash machine show, I had a I made a book. I made like a uh, when you opened it up, it was twenty two by thirty okay. uh, inches, and I had a friend help me put it together, and it was silk screens and lino cuts, and it was I can't remember how many pages, probably twenty eight pages or something like that. Of, and I was like, and I made enough for like three books, and I think two of them are bound. And then I got another friend, and he built this podium for me, so I had a way wow. to get out. Finishing that was kind of the that I was like, that's when the show was done. But then I had that show. Right. I mean, then I had that done, but and I did a couple large, like floor to ceiling large works on paper mm-hmm. to go with that show. Uh, so like once once you know the venue where you're doing it you kind of take what it is you're already working on and then kind of cater it for the space create a yeah. few extra pieces like kind of fill it and, and, and stuff. yeah and keep keep working because uh, you know like a lot of times you're if you're just doing the same shit over and over and the best thing is a lot you know what i mean you're like oh yeah that. like i a lot of times i'm just like i'll be finishing something and i'm like that that last one, that's the one that intrigues me, not this shit from two months ago. Yeah, yeah. So, that got you the show in the first place. That, the thing, the thing that got you in. Yeah, that leads me to this question: how, 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 how difficult is it for you, or do, you, or do you find it easy to, to, to edit towards the end of when you're getting ready to do the show and say, you know what, these pieces are great, but they don't, they, they don't work for this, and, 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 
you know, because it it seems like you produce uh, a lot. I mean, you were talking about like a hundred or sixty-eight drawings for the for the for the grid that you did, and 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 uh, talking about a hundred pieces for this and that. So, I mean, is it do do you find yourself where it's like you do a lot of self editing at the end, or? Yeah, I have to, I have to do it at the end because I don't really the way my studio set up. I don't have a way to look at what I'm working on yeah. other mm -hmm. than the yeah, shit just drawing around me. Yeah. So yeah, it's only too. at that point of like deciding that I'm like that I begin to kind of look at everything together and mm -hmm. and make some couplings and make some things like I did. I did a book we put out last year called Cheap Dialogue, and it was basically I'd finished that show at Cash Machine, and I was trying to figure out. I had I, I was out of momentum because I just finished the show, and I was like, "But I gotta keep working," and so mm -hmm. I did this thing of doing the same drawing over and over and over. And yeah, over. yeah, yeah. And I was also trying to find the right drawing utensil. Like I was like, uh, "I've just been turned on to color pencils." What 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 like, drives you to do that? That repetitive. Like, I, I, what is that thing that that makes you go there? I, I mean, part of it is, I mean, that's like kind of like what printmaking, like finding, I mean, I, I think about my dad and about like the butterfly genitalia and that it's like something that's microscopic and it's slightly different. You might, want, I, to clar you might want to clarify yeah, that. <laughs> my dad is an entomologist, which means he studies insects. More specifically, he's a lepidopterist, which studies moths and butterflies. And he studies the evolutionary differences of these skipper butterflies of their genitalia like to find out about evolution and and then procreate and moth fucking yeah i mean i think i, I mean it's research he's got he writes papers it's all like kind of above my head yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways but I've, I've in the past few years i think about it because i think about like one of the things that really appeals to me about printmaking and especially is the not very exacting methods of uh, stuff like registration and things that I practice is um, just the, the, the differences, the minute differences between things that they're, they're never alike, you know, silk screen, you can get it where it's like pretty much bam on there, yeah. but, but that doesn't happen to me all the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and definitely less so with, Lino cut and I and you know like I, I, another very Travis thing I think of like I like the fuck ups you know I like the yeah I yeah like yeah the things the imperfections that, imperfections are like I I used to when I was cutting I used to I'd get close to the end and be like wow I haven't fucked this and I'd like go through a <laughs> there it is there it is, there it is. and so now it's like now you're like oh I don't look at it as a fuck up that's my style or whatever you know you just have yes yeah. um. But so I, I feel like that that, that uh, is part of it, the obsession with like the repeating. But but so I went what, after that, the what I was saying before was that after the, the show, I really I was like, I got to I got to keep up my momentum because I don't know what's coming next. And I don't know. You know, I don't have anything lined up and I've got to I've got to do something, but I'm also kind of like burnt out a little bit. So. I just I was doing the same exact drawing with a different caption. Do you ever see the David Lynch comic strip, The Angriest Dog in the World? It used to always run in like in like city paper or whatever, just like the free newspaper. No, I no. think I've heard of it, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it. 
it it was always the same. It was the same like three or four panels, and it's just this dog in a yard, like at the end of its leash, like just like pulling as tight as it could, and just like saying "grr." And then there was a couple, like a normal heterosexual family in the house arguing, mm-hmm. like like fighting or just not communicating or whatever. And the dog would just be, and it was always the same. It was the same mm-hmm. thing, and I was just like that appealed to me, mm-hmm. like, just the dialogue. So I just started doing these. The same drawing over and over again, and with kind of noir influence. It's stuff that both most of the subject matter was kind of film, film in Los Angeles inspired, and or science fiction B movie horror type stuff. Yeah. What about the romantic goth? How, where is that coming from? That comes from. That comes from. Wasn't that a Facebook? Yeah, uh, a, a I, I wasn't sure if it was one of those those what kind of goth are you tests. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think you told me about it, and you yes. got romantic goth, right? So yeah, you uh, you are the the basis for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not awesome. I, I am a romantic goth of, uh, of all things, you know, definitely romantic goth. Okay, just <laughs> just checking, just checking. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you, that's you, brother. <laughs> 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 wasn't sure if it was some sort of sentimentality for you know a bygone day you know uh, for, for, a, for a past that never was in a way you know yeah. but... <laughs> science fiction a little bit of but so that so that and that when I was doing that project I made like I probably uh, and then and then I approached my friend from Cash Machine I was like let's I was like I said, this should be a book somehow mm-hmm. and uh and so then we had to pick a number of pages. So it was like, I think it was like 64. Like it has to be divisible by four. So we, so I took all those drawings that I'd never really looked at. And then I, and, and, and that was like a, a pretty basic way of editing. Like I looked at all of them and, mm-hmm. and just read them all. And it was like, okay, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. Willed it down to the one, the number I needed and then put it in order. And that was like, I mean, really a structured to what visually there wasn't much uh, that mattered in the way of one image following the next it was more that one was more about text um yeah is that, is that is that one of your more favorite ways of showing your work because you you've been making little books like your 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 little uh, booklets that you used to make once in a while you've been making books for a long time with your with yeah your... i mean i really i i've begun to just to kind of embrace it again as like you know it's again it's not it's not a money maker but it it's, but it's a way that that like I mean, I think it lends well to my to my to what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. like just to like and and you read a lot too. You're yeah. you're you're a big reader. I always knew that. Notice about you. You always were reading another book or referencing books, and you know, so you're you're very well read. So books are definitely a part of your 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 toolbox, your your inspiration. You know? Yeah. Can people find that book online? Yeah, uh, cashmachine.la. Okay. You can find it, and, and some uh, possibly a romantic goth T-shirt as well. Yeah. <laughs> every I mean, every shirt of yours uh, that I that I have is now so small. There's something about like I feel they're so Colin about it because they wind up becoming <laughs> tiny T-shirts. They start up fitting me, and then within like you know a few months, it's like what the fuck? They just like become I am a Colin shirt, and it just shrinks down. To like the fa- my father's size or my creator, the size of the creator. 
becomes this tiny shirt. So luckily Juliet is petite, so she winds up having all my shirts, so I don't have to like, you know, box them up for for you know just to archive them or if it's whatever. But uh, yeah, all all the shirts I ever gotten from you are super tiny now. But I I definitely want in a romantic goth all right. shirt. All right. Make you one. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't have to make me one, but you know, I I need to either maybe come out and see you. I need to. Yeah, you haven't been out here in a long time. Yeah. So uh, I, will I, you I, be? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. No, go 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 on. Will you be here in June? Yes, yes. Uh, the opening is the seventh, and I'm I can start setting up the fifth, so I'll probably come out the fourth or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty quick. Um, but I think the wife and kids are coming out too nice. for the open June 7th. And you already, you already have a title for the show or are you still working that out? Um, I'm still working on it. I had a, I had a list. Um, I don't know if have you been, have you watched the, 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 uh, the Rajneesh, uh, documentary on that? Uh, no. Thing? What, what, what's, have, what's that? Have you seen that? The Rajneesh, uh, documentary on netflix it's like by the duplass brothers it's uh i think wild, wild is in the title wild um wild country i think it's called wild country i've seen i've seen it up there but i haven't watched it oh my god you have to watch it so it's uh 19 like i can't believe i didn't really i i'd seen some pictures but i but they have like amazing footage 19 i realized this because it's it was, like a culty thing like a, yeah yeah it was when i was first it was when I first went to Boston, so I had no connect. I had no news, no news sources, no television, no anything. My mm-hmm. first year of museum school is like when it when it was going on, like '85 in Oregon, um, big cult from India. Did mm-hmm. you see it? I think did I it? did. I think I did. I think I did. Wait, wait a second. Is the whole cult cult uh, uh, Indian, or is it? Is it? Is it? No, no. Yeah. No, okay, he, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did see. From India. And and we're in Oregon. They moved into the, like this right near this small town in Oregon. Yeah. And then like those two cultures completely clash. Basically, has a bunch of sex slaves and shit. Is that the same? Uh, no, I uh, mean there was. That was a dream. That was a dream you had, David. There were some other. Uh, you know what were... I think? I'm thinking the documentary Holy Hell or something like that. I okay. Think yeah, I... yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. No, this one is like a five-parter. There, I mean, it's. I mean, there were. There was definitely like some of the stuff, but they didn't. They didn't do the thing where they like don't let. Uh, they break up marriages and say like no one can have sex except for me with mm-hmm. anyone that I want to. They didn't do that thing, but they because it was a very. It was like a total like free love, like any way you want it. It was a very hedonistic uh, cult, um, and they all wore like orange robes or something. But the but the woman who placed herself as second in command, just. She's kind of the most reasonable person in the whole documentary. It's pretty great because it gives like everyone's point of view. It's I you just have to watch it. But yeah. so one of the things that one of the phrases that I came away from it was just one of the like anti cult things was called cult awareness network. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That sound that had a nice ring to it. I like any you know I like culty shit. So it, it uh, sounds like you know storm chasers thing. Like you join the network just to find a cult. <laughs> you got a cult awareness on it. It's like well, there's one. Hey, it's, it's a new it's a new app on my phone. I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! In the neighborhood, guys, I gotta go. I show you all the dots. Yeah, where you can find one. <laughs> so I think that my that my, that is pot. That's my so far. That's my 
my best working title for the, for, show. For the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it because I, I I was wondering where that kind of comes in for because for me sometimes it's in the very beginning I already have the idea yeah, for it and, uh, or sometimes it's like one of those things where the idea comes in between like as I'm working on the show or at the right. very end I'm like fuck I gotta figure out a title and I have no yeah, idea no, you know the, the show in the, sh the show at Cash Machine one of the things that came with that was um, like it was that because that was in their space and in a coffee shop but above the coffee shop was a billboard and so I was like I fucking want I want a billboard. I want a billboard. Yeah. And so that one, I came up with the title that was please give. And that like, I came up with that and I was like, that would be a good billboard. Mm, um, yeah. And so then, so then I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I, and I, you know, said like, here's my, I can't remember what you call that when you give someone an idea and try to proposal. get a proposal. proposal. Thank you. Like, I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. Uh -huh. uh, and that was the name of the show. And I was like, okay, I had that. And and because usually I am, it is words somehow that inspire it. But this stuff because I was already working on things for a while. It's like oh. And then the last one didn't have it. It was a two man show, and we didn't have a name for it, which just felt so odd to me. But I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's fine. I'll just because sometimes it just gets more and more confusing. Just call it yeah, a lot, <laughs> well, a lot of your work, you know, especially when you do the repetitive stuff, when there is no text. You know, it becomes it's very nebulous as to what the tone of the work is. And you so you 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 kind of uh, take control of, of once you once you put your text down, it, it imposes a certain mood or tone of the characters and it keeps changing. So it, they yeah. also have like many different outfits that they put on. And some of them like the, the romantic goth is very funny. There's something very like humorous about it. But then, then you'll have something that's a little bit more anonymous, uh, you know, under underneath, and it's just like the same exact image, but a completely different tone to it, which is, I guess, similar to like what you're describing that that David Lynch uh, comic strip. Yeah. You'd have the the same thing, but you change the story a lot, but the image is the same. Yeah. Well, I like playing that with that, just like how you, you know, I just remember like for a long time, like if you were in a bar and there was a TV on. And there before like closed captioning all the time, and you mm -hmm. just saw, like, a, just the shot of someone's face. You're like, did they die or who did they kill? You know, that yeah. was like yeah. the choice. Oh shit! Like, what happened to him? You know, it's got to be yeah. those things. Yeah. Um, I just like that, like the the. But it's fun because you're playing with our heads a little bit too, yeah. and yeah. you get to also, uh, you know. It, give more uh, further life to this to this image it's like what you use it and it, it's it gets reused again and again you know and i think that that i mean that's fun yeah i kind of yeah i just use it until i just can't anymore that's yeah. <laughs> no more that that idea is 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 great the the, the just the idea of like working something to death almost you know what i mean where it's like you you file it all out you know, you get it all out of the, uh, get it all out of you. And then it's like now, whether or not, of course, you know, you come back. Cause like the, the Manson girl thing is something that you did for a super long time. Uh, do you still find yourself revisiting that or? Yeah. Yeah. It's still like, I mean, I, cause I just did a, I mean, I still will like every now and then I look at a drawing and I'll just be like, ah, and I just put an X on the forehead. I just, yeah. feel, you know, so it doesn't, but I, I, and I, and I, <laughs> You know, I've done a couple of the uh, 
um, I came to Los Angeles with a different dream, a couple versions of that. And the most mm -hmm. recent one I did of that was um, with uh, uh, Leslie uh, Van Houten, a picture of her. Like the first one I did was was an actress being taken away by like a guy like there's just in the, the caption is I came to Los Angeles with a different dream. And then I just did another one with Leslie Van Houten from the, one of the Mansi girls being taken away by a police officer, like down a corridor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it seems like, a little bit more literal because you can make a reference to that action. Happening. Yeah. The other one, I actually have that one hanging right over there in, in, uh, over my bar. You know, it, it's more, um, it's more ambiguous of like yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening in the scene. Yeah, it looks like a couple arriving in an airport or something yeah. to me. Yeah, but really it was someone being taken to uh, an insane asylum. Mm. You just ruined it. Now I, that's all I see. <laughs> <laughs> that one, like, up, like, that's another one where people are like, oh, yeah, that's everyone. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of in this city of transplants, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you seem to, like make your make yourself comfortable in Los Angeles pretty quickly when you moved over there it's it took a few years but I love it yeah do you do, do you do love it there yeah 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 I mean the traffic is for you know everything you've heard the traffic is frustrating but I mean the there's not this slog through winter time that is just I hate being cold happening right now. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting in dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So you are a big fan of the constant like weather just being mellow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like you, it's been it's been gorgeous the past couple of weeks. And then yesterday, all of a sudden I walked outside. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's nearly 100 degrees. That was really uncalled for. You know, like just like abrupt, yeah. abrupt heat and not having rain sucked for a long time, you know, like five years. But then. My roof doesn't leak when it doesn't rain. That's nice. And then you have these torrential downpours, and I'm like, oh, that didn't – I didn't fix yeah, it. Yeah, that's never been fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fixed. <laughs> I thought that little strip of gauze I put up on the roof was enough. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, it's going to stop it. Yeah. Thank you. This was a real pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was awesome to that's... finally have you on the show. I know. Nice to hear. I listen to you guys every week, and it's it's always the thing is that it's like it makes the studio so much less lonely. Oh. Like it's awesome. Like I'm like oh I'm like hanging out with my friends. It's 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 fun. This is this is my going out, you know, for the week. Yeah. Me now too. I'm like I don't have to like leave the house for a week and yeah. You get to sit in your pajamas and yeah, I just hang out. I'm just sitting in my pajamas. <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the show man yeah birds thanks for joining it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to catch up it was a lot of fun to find out a bunch that i never knew about too on top of it so you know yeah and looking forward to seeing you in june you never yes guess. yeah me too yeah you. yeah so, i'm gonna definitely try to come out as well because i, I want to see you and your family it's been and I'm sure Juliet would like to. Uh, she she misses your kids all the time. She's like, and whatever we're doing, she's like, should I get one of those for Indio and Eva? I'm like, what are you? <laughs> if, if if people want to find you online, you're on all the all the social media stuff. Yeah, I mean, the Instagram is really where where to find. I mean, Colin Colin Burns art on Instagram, uh, and then for stuff like zines and. T-shirts and stuff are usually available at cashmachine.la. It's okay. the best to find me at. Um, 
and then you know one of these days i'm going to make a website of my own but <laughs> still just they're really easy to do nowadays <laughs> i know no no, no need it's, for programming post office i'd rather not sit them you know what i mean i'm like yeah i gotta do this i gotta do this i'm like oh i got 20 minutes i could draw yeah <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah those things yeah um but i have to do it i told myself this year would be the year and now i'm like it's already april <laughs> yeah, yeah. i started working on my christmas gear already you know that's like wow. getting stuff geared up for christmas so yeah, yeah that i feel the same way it's like wow okay this year's over fuck <laughs> so <laughs> anyway birds i love you love you I miss you so much and uh yeah thanks thanks for for chit chat with us thank yeah, you it's been awesome i love you brother we'll see you in june well, all right. Awesome. Bye. Birds. Bye, birds. Bye. Well, that that was that was awesome. Yeah. I, mean, birds. I miss that son of a bitch so much. I really wish that Los Angeles was. Yeah, we have we have like a little time machine. I mean, not a time machine, but a little doorway where you could just get to one place to the other real fast. Yeah, I wish it was much easier. Yeah, to see see friends from across the country and across the world, stuff like that. I miss him greatly. I'm I'm gonna try so hard to come out in June for a show in New York. And uh, Colin is one of those guys, you know. He's he's such a deep, like complex guy. Like he's so un unimposing and maybe maybe when he was younger he was very like brooding and dark long hair now he, you never guess he's very modest that, that he's he's really very like modest. levels of to this guy there's lots of levels to his work he's very intellectual he's very interesting and it's like you 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 like read books or see movies about artists lives that are really interesting like a lot of times on, on these shows, we talk about like the idea of fame and success, you know, that comes up very often. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and we base our ideas of, of fame and success based on like famous artists and or books or movies. And to me, Colin is like one of those guys that we're living in it now. Like we know this guy, there should be a movie about this fucking guy. People should yeah. know about his, because he's, he's, He's amazing. He's a treasure trove of information and inspiration. And it, it, it's the kind of stuff like if you if you get into it, if you if you pick away at the layers, it, it's it, it's endless inspiration from this fella. I love him. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about Colin fucking Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great to have him on. He's also one of those guests that I look forward to having on again because, you know, just to sit down and, 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 and get even deeper into uh, stuff. I mean, there's a lot, so much more, much more stuff that we can talk about too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you guys, you guys are awesome. You guys have already sent in a bunch more questions. So um, yeah, we're gonna get to it soon. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll end up, you know, either the next episode or the follow episode, we'll get into that. Also, too, the the, the the one thing that I wanted to mention was that um, I also got a couple questions on my uh, um, which is awesome, which is great. But I got I got them on some uh, on on my Instagram and I got one somewhere else. Anyways, in the future, if you guys can send those questions though to give me babble at Gmail, it helps us so much more because it allows us to be able to know where to go to find those questions. Yeah, this or, way or we else, don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't skip over it. We don't want to miss anybody's um, any any questions or input. Yeah, it's all consolidated one place. But yeah, keep sending them in. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Send in. Send those uh, audio files in too. Yeah, I audio want, files. I want to hear those audio files. I want to get you guys on the show. So, you know. Yeah, we want to put you on our show. So if you yeah. want to be on the show, send us an audio question and we will run it on our podcast and uh, try to answer the question. Oh, boy. There it uh, is. No. Okay. Well, that's it. That's it for now. Huh? It's another week of Give Me Babble. Thanks again, everybody. We appreciate all your support. So, till next week. Take it easy. Peace. Oh! What? What? Should we what? go out with a murder baby? Oh, yeah. Track? Maybe we should play a little murder baby. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I think I have it. If I don't, I will, I will email you right now, but I will check through my, my music list. But... If you're hearing a song at the end of this, yeah. If 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 you're if you're there right now, if you can hear this, if you can hear my voice, I'm gonna play you a little uh, a little uh, example of Murder Baby, the the band with Colin and myself and Travis Linquist and Matt Martin and Chris Vitale and Joan Wasser has been. Uh, I don't know who which track we're playing. It could be with Joan Wasser, <laughs> Dana Ong. It could be Dave Steele. It could be Top Promoter. It could be. Oh, God, Holly Miranda. It could be a numerous amount of people. But, yeah, just a little taste of this improv uh, death metal, Murder Baby. There it is. Okay.
Oh, no.